brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. It's another sud segment. Yay. Is this one going to be good, finally? Um, yes. So, for those of you that don't know, this is a sud segment where good beer meets bad, bad, bad radio. Horribly bad. Bad yes. radio. So, I am one of the hostesses. Hostess. <laughs> And I'm the only. I know who the other hostess is. I'm looking at him. <laughs> and I'm the only girl in the group. This is good old gal Juliana. Welcome, folks. With me today at the table is good old boy Dave. I'm in poppin', y'all. Who always leads with some bizarreness. He's got it. He's got it. I finished with some bizarreness. He's a sound too. guy. What can we say, folks? Give me buttons. I will push them. Yes. Also at the table is good old boy Caperton. Howdy, folks. Hello. And I'm making another appearance. <clears throat> and he needs to show up more, folks. Is good old boy Reverend Mark. Blessings and peace on you all, my children. <laughs> hmm, I and feel infinitely official. better now. It's official. It peace is, be unto us. Yes, yes, <laughs> Indeed. yes. Hops and yeast upon y'all. And also making a rarefied appearance, which he needs to come here more often. Now that he found the place. Now that he found the place, yes. Is good old boy Drew. Happy to be back. Happy to be back. Wow. One of the two best beards at the table. Okay. I have to say. I mean, there remember, are there a couple. are two beards at the table. So. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, three. I'm whoa. Sorry. sorry, Jack. Dems fight. And I just words. didn't shave this morning. Is all. Yeah. I feel so out of place. <laughs> good old boy. In my Probably defense, good old boy Dave's beard is it's high and tight. So gray. <laughs> that that with my. You said great, right? Great. With my with my readers on. <laughs> it looked like it was just part of my. It looks like face. part of his face. His wow. little bit because of his power there. My, uh, <laughs> my skin tone is, uh, you know, fish belly white. So. Tis the season. <laughs> I love that. Sorry, fish buddy. belly white. Sorry, I like buddy. that. That's awesome. Didn't um, he play down in the Delta someplace? <laughs> <laughs> Lion fish belly white. That's right. He was a running back, but he kept running the wrong way. <laughs> Coming at a vinyl listening near you. Yes. Okay. And we're done. Yes, we're done before we even Great show, everyone. Yes. Thank you so much. I could kill it for everyone. Thanks for showing up. Yes, indeed. Okay. This uh, segment is brought to you by... The Law Offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherton. Are you a kitty? Do you need an attorney? Call the Law Offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherton today. Scratchers J. Scratcherton, attorney at law, will fight for you and give injustice the claw. Scratchers J. Scratcherton is not licensed to practice law in any state. There you go. I want that kitty for my attorney. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. based off that commercial. Okay, that's a whole different animal. But we anyways, <laughs> today's episode, ladies different and gentlemen. Animal. You see what she did there? Woof. That was good. That was I'm good. so she glad is. you caught on to that. She is. She's, she's a pro. She's a pro. It must be her birthday. There's I a reason done. we let her do the talk. Right. I might have done this a couple That's times. Right. Okay. Today's episode da, 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 yep. is a brewery takeover. We're taking over. It is? It is. Wait. Throw it down. We no, are taking stop. them over. We are. Really? We're taking it over. Okay. You're going to go run amok? You're drinking beer? You're going to the bar? You're going to play your numbers? <laughs> I I knew that. And the number today is five. Five. <laughs> yes. Play it, everyone. Play five. Yes, play five. 
We are talking about a brewery takeover from Night Shift Brewing in Everett, Massachusetts. Night Shift Brewing was founded in 2012 by a trio of friends. That means three. 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 (laughs) With a shared passion for home brewing. I can't imagine. Who does that? Through culinary inspiration and determined innovation. That was rhyme, by the way. We aim to create memorable craft beer after a wide array of unique, complex flavors. I'm sorry I'm talking that way. I've been watching The Crown a lot lately. You need more alliteration. Thank you, peasant. (laughs) What do we believe? We believe in creating and sharing a world-class culture built around passion. This belief influences everything from our branding to our uh, sales service. Sales service to our staffing. They're passionate. They have the best staffing. Oh, they will touch you the the whole time you're there. To our tap (laughs) room environment, to our processes. Passionate. To our production floor. Passionate. We are an endless. Passionate. (laughs) about the culture that we create and we look to share that culture with those around us passionately (laughs) what is this a Calvin Klein commercial we were all there (laughs) I know really there's a lot of it a lot of touching and breathing but do you think they brand you for real like with the hot things that Julie got one when she was there no kidding was it that cute little owl yep yeah Yep, got one right on her left cheek. They do have a nice little... I'm not talking about her face. It's so like a hop owl. It is. Of. It yeah. is. I mean, They call him Hoppy. It, it, it looks... Yeah, he's it looks Hoppy, hoppy But he also looks very strong. You know what I mean? He's not like he's, a wimpy owl. He looks wise. He looks passionate. And Hoppy. And in charge. Yeah. Yep. He's an in-charge owl. Yep. Yes. For sure. His yes. head turns well done all the on way the branding around. Yes. shift. Very yeah, cool. no, I think they did a great job. It's I do too. Actually I like really the cool. labels, actually. And speaking of, I would labels, get a brand and the tall boys, <laughs> or maybe yes, a tattoo. Exactly. Okay, speaking of the branding and the tall boys that are in front of us here on See? the special carousel, good old boy Caperton, will you give us today's lineup? Yes, I will. The night shift brewing beers that we will be discussing and drinking today are dun 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 morph. Which is a um, it's a series of uh, it says rotating beers. Obviously, they don't they're stationary. No, no, they spin around. And no, around. they're stationary. I've, I've been right watching, I've been watching this one. Like they record. circle and the it's earth. It's been super still, and uh, but it is with different hops. I'm assuming each time, maybe even a different grain. Oh, beer. they but just change it up. Completely. The hops for the 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 batch of morph, which is 57. what is fifty seven. Yep. Is Azaka, Citra, and Yukonot. Uh, wait, I'm sorry, Equinot, which was the former. That's like a Equinox, a, an Ecuadorian uh, astronaut. Okay, moving right along, uh, we have Whirlpool, their Keto. New England Pale Ale, N E P A. That's right. Yes. Their Lager, Village Lager, a Zwicker beer, Zwickel right. beer, Zwickel or a Keller a little, beer. Yeah. I think I had a I had a combination of the two that here. just means fuzzy lager but it's lagered and uh awake their coffee aged porter nice. and amarillo their single one of their single hopped ipas it's their texas IPA. it's called one hop this time these right. beers and i saw one dead down the road even here in tennessee you saw an amarillo mm-hmm. on the side of the road yeah, sure did. No we, way. we've got an amarillo problem don't, don't touch it because it'll give you anthrax <laughs> it'll give you the i thought it was leprosy herpes. oh that's right that's even worse get them you, one of you, those. you put everything's just falling all over the place <laughs> yeah you put your hand on it and all of a sudden you're you know no hand. more hand yeah yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Wow, it's like the could. Anyway, see. those are the five beers. Okay, well, thank you. That's crazy. Go to we Black should Caperton. talk more about leprosy. You're welcome. Um, maybe another episode. Okay, that's cool. That's yes, fine. thank you. People um, should know about it though. And maybe we can start a report on that too. Correct. Okay. Good old boy Caperton's leprosy report. Special segment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Don't get me started on leprosy. <laughs> Reverend Mark, would you please do us the honors? Please. Of the Suds ratings. And your best Reverend voice? Reverend. 
Oh, Reverend. I can't. I can't see these words, though. <laughs> well, depends on Judge where us. I'm speaking from. Judge right. us not, right. Reverend yeah. Mark. Well, it is my honor and privilege to be <laughs> discussing <laughs> these beers right here as we sip these suds and bestow these ratings upon our signature Belgian sounds. Amen. <laughs> now let us hear it from the choir. <laughs> Number one, sisters, give it to me first. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. And number two, I don't want to talk about number two. But <laughs> does anyone ever really want to talk about number two? We should, but everyone does it. I think Danny Thomas likes to talk about it. We should. Is Samuel it too Jackson. soon for that? Yeah, sorry. I always got, I always got in trouble for number two. But anyway, <laughs> don't do it in the bed. <laughs> Sage advice. Sage. <laughs> well, with all that in mind, W2, <laughs> we're in tax season two, you know, uh, is, uh, was that a belch? No, sir. That was the number two. Mm. And number three, for the Trinity itself, ah, what a relief. <laughs> a lot of power in that number. <laughs> right. Number four, a body should really not make that sound. Uh, Preach on, brother. And Preach number on. five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There was an episode of Good Eats in which Alton Brown was talking about Colonel Sanders, and I swear that you were channeling Alton the, Brown the Colonel. as Colonel Sanders. The Colonel himself, Holland. Signature spices. Holland Sanders. Wow. wow. That was That epic. was some good chicken, brother. <laughs> Isn't Colonel Sanders a woman now? Reba. What? Reba. Reba is now Reba Colonel is now Colonel no Sanders. Have they taken everything from us? We'll be back in just a brief minute. Welcome back, everyone. Not a hand in here. We are doing all sorts of fun stuff here today. We are. But one thing that we are doing is a brewery takeover of Night Shift Brewing Company in the beautiful New England area. Massachusetts. Yes. Everett, Massachusetts. Everett, Everett, Massachusetts. Spell that, please. Yes, I do. E-V-E-R-E-T-T. It's not Everest. <laughs> That's not what he meant. That's yep. the way we spell Yeah, Everett. Oh, okay. Success. Wow. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. Okay, so before we get to the beer, though. Yes, before we get to we the beer. We have a new part oh. of our podcast. Oh, can't yes. wait, can't wait. I'm up. This is the special vine that eats the South. And there are a lot of people that are concerned about this. There are. This is. And people who are not concerned should be. Don't mock this, guys. No. This is the Kudzu Report. The Kudzu Report. Good people, I'm here to tell you, this is good old boy Caperton. I'm here to tell you that the fight against Kudzu... The slow motion green tsunami continues. As we've already discussed, this noxious vine can consume entire communities, and that includes 
your backyards, my friends. I know the fight against this greed scourge is arduous and exhausting. Trust me. I know. Tell us, brother. Tell it's us. It's exhausting. Preach. The invasive vine <laughs> in question, this this green invader is persistent and tireless. Oh, my. But fortunately, fortunately, <laughs> we have some very smart folks around the globe because this is a worldwide problem. This is. As far as I know. Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> very smart folks are working overtime, and that's good that's good news, and they're going to provide us with effective weapons in this fight, such as Profiles and Courage. Yes, yes. Researchers at the Oklahoma State University have recently developed a robot with artificial intelligence no. to help in the eradication of the green menace in question. Nice. Wow. True, true. Do it. I do, do it. I read this on the World Wide Web, and that's there's nothing but truth. There's nothing but truth out there. <laughs> anyway, this robot, along with its amazingly developed robotic brain, is outfitted with a chainsaw <laughs> and a healthy dislike for kudzu. <laughs> that's an artificially intelligent killer robot, folks, equipped with weapons tasked to the fight. <laughs> this has to be safer, I would imagine. Than a herd of goats, which the state, of, the state of Tennessee, that's yeah. what we're using here, folks, is goats. This is a killer robot with what, a brain. What could be better than giving a robot a chainsaw? Exactly. And a brain. Yes. Okay. What? There's absolutely zero things that could go wrong. There. I'm agreeing not with you. Not at all. Not at Good all. Good old boy, Dave. You're 100% right. I can't think of any movies that might have anything. There's, there's no, no problem. Not at all. Zero no. downside to this. Goats are evil. Robots with weapons and brains are definitely our friends. But you know, as long as the kudzu's dead, what else matters? That's all that matters, man. That's all that matters. Got to rid get rid of the kudzu. So let's tip our hats to those courageous researchers Thank at you, Oklahoma researchers. State. We Thank need... You. This kudzu terminator and in our ongoing battle. what better place than Oklahoma yes. for really smart things to come out of? Thank you. Totally. Thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you. I mean, when I think smart people, I think Oklahoma. Oklahoma needs this. That's right. They need Give this Give it win. to Oklahoma. They Do it. Do it, Oklahoma. Anyway, got it. keep up the good fight, folks. Love you guys. Thank up you. Up yours, kudzu. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. That's all I'll say. Thank you. For that kudzu report. That. that was beautiful. That was. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a little for fun. Mm, I need a little Woo! beer. Yes. I need some beer now. <laughs> Lord, I got to catch my breath a little bit. It's well, serious. How it's about serious. I talk about uh, the first beer? Well, yeah. Speaking of beer, let's talk about the first beer Back from Night Shift Brewing Company. So, beer. good old boy Dave, what is the first beer we're going to talk so about? So, we're going to talk about Morph. Morph, Morph. is a rotating mm. IPA series with new recipes from batch to batch. That means they change it up, everybody. If you're not from Oklahoma, you might not understand every, that. Every, oh, wait. Every it once morphs? in a while. Yeah. Does it morph from batch to batch? Let's not, let's not go that deep. Uh, we experiment with different hops and malts to showcase a range of IPA varieties. You know what? That means they're not satisfied with the status quo. All right? They're going to make it happen, That's right. Jack. For a specific can's batch details, refer to the info Printed on the bottom of the can. I probably shouldn't have read that whole part. I probably should have just read from the can. But here's what I'm going to tell you is that the cans that we're trying are batch 57. Yep. Not batch 57. Oh, batch 57, my brother. Infamous batch. This was done on 12-19-17. Or brewed. thereabouts. Or thereabouts. It could have been, you a know. A couple weeks later. Or a couple what? weeks before. No. We don't know. Well, it could. Sh who sh knows? What? Who knows? That is, part is a mystery. Calendars are immutable. <laughs> yes. Before or after the equinox? The, the Gregorian was, or the Julian? The ink on the bottom of the can was smudged a bit. We don't know what it was. Okay. But anyway, oh, brewed with Citra, Eucanaut, uh, <laughs> and uh, Azuka. This is a 6% oh. ABV uh, IPA. Good old boy Caperton, what did you think about this beer? What, what were your tasting notes? Minute. Does honest. he have tasting notes? So yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Whirlpool. Okay, this was the pale ale, right? No. No. Yes. We're not doing yes. Whirlpool. American pale ale. Are we no. doing, are we do, yes. We're doing morph. I'm we're sorry. Yeah, morph. Yes. Morph. 
I'm with you now. I'm I'm on track. Oh, Come yeah. on, baby. You um, got it. Okay, I I liked this beer uh, quite a bit. Uh, there was um, a, a nice maltiness that I was picking up on. This touch. How'd you like the hop combination? Touch of caramel. I thought the hops were fantastically fruity. Very New Zealand to me. Yeah. How about you, Rev Mark? Yeah, I loved. I loved it mostly. Um, <laughs> mostly. Mostly. <laughs> For the most part. I thought of the of the three IPAs that we that we tried uh, in this flight. Yeah. That, uh, for me, at least, it seemed to be also the most highly attenuated. Oh, okay. that means okay. it fermented all the way out, yeah. y'all. Yeah. That's super sweet. I'm using a big word on you there. For but all it, y'all it, it that just, don't know big words, <laughs> that means the yeast did all its work. It, it ate up all the sugar. Ate it all up. Ate it all up. Oh, and yeah. so I thought, even though you had that really nice, juicy... Uh, yep. Multi-layer kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of a nice hot bite, but then it just finished off really dry and kind of, yeah. kind of neutral. That's I kind of like, like that. Is a quaffin beer. Quaffin. How mm. about you there, mm-hmm. good old boy, Drew? I couldn't agree more. It was definitely quaffable, and and it almost even was reminiscent of, uh, you know, go completely off the rails here, a little cucumber, mm. you know, a little ah. vegetableness mm-hmm. to say it. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted more Check when I finished. Big brain on Drew. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Oh boy. How about you, good old gal, Juliana? How did you feel about this beer? Again, the word is quaffable, and it, it really rings true. Very easy drinking, mm-hmm. um, but I like the like the dry finish on it. I like the fact that it didn't linger. It just it it put you where you needed to be, and then it just ended. Smacked you on the butt and went on its way. Exactly. Exactly. Didn't didn't come back to your house, start (laughs) harassing you later. Boil your bunny in a pot. And if I was hanging out on the beach at the Cape, I would want to drink one of these. I'd take a twelve pack of this. Exactly. Twelve pack of that and a cucumber. I'd accompany. Hang out. Yeah. Very very easy. What would we rate this beer there, good old guy Julian? Well, as a matter of fact, are you okay there, buddy? How do we get all southern on a new? I don't know. I think Mark started. I think it'll be just fine. It's easy. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Mark Wahlberg, Casey Affleck, and Johnny Wahlberg. Sorry, I had to just punch some New England into the show. Bring it back back around. That did it. Um, We gave this beer a four. Uh, Wicked. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Go to Boy Caperton. We can now talk about the Whirlpool. Whirlpool. Tell us about the Whirlpool. Here's the thing. They named this beer after the Whirlpool part of brewing exactly so, i would imagine so no that actually the they, as, they absolutely the did yes. okay so um, uh good caperton tell us huh? for those who don't homebrew mm-hmm. what is the whirlpool mm-hmm. part of the brewing process the whirlpool part of the brewing process would be late in the brewing in the what we would call the hot side of the boil right Ooh, so right. keeping on the hot side so after after we turn the flame off we we would uh, recirculate that that what we call wart yeah to, yep, to yep, get yep. to not to get too as termy. we're chilling uh, as we're chilling her down you're whirlpooling with the with the hops you would add the addition of hops at that point and the the theory here the science tells us that a lot of aroma and flavor come from those uh, right. from those late additions and basically yes. what it looks like in the boil kettle is your you're creating um, a, an actual whirlpool mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. pumping the the wort back into the world yep. uh, the boil kettle, and what you're doing is all of the sediment that uh, has collected is actually settling into the very into, middle yeah. of yes. the boil kettle in a cone. In a cone. So that when you pull it out of the boil kettle into the fermenter mm-hmm. later on, once mm-hmm. it's chilled down to fermentation temperature all that <clears throat> crud stays there so you have less sediment in your beer while it's fermenting. And eureka! And that actually happens. Yes. I've seen that clear. happen. It does happen. Not yeah. in any of my batches. It, <laughs> takes, uh, it takes about 20 minutes it though, does. for it to really it takes a in. pump and I, the, y- your boy here uses a spoon. So. There you go. Well, there you know what? But I do whirlpool with my somewhere. spoon. you got to build up them arm muscles, though. If you, if you stir it for 20 minutes straight, I guarantee you I embrace this process. Yeah. That I or use. just go to Home Depot and Anywho, get, a, get folks, a paint net and uh, make, a, make a spider. Uh, there you go. That's what they're referring to as whirlpool. There you go. Cool. 
Okay. And the style would be a New England pale ale for this beer. And it so comes not in, a New England IPA. That's IPA. a very interesting uh, aspect of this. Yep. Some differentiation there. Four and a half percent, which falls right in the pale ale zone. Actually, maybe at the back end, the lower end of it. And uh, the the tasting notes for this beer, according to the brewery, are soft, peachy, and juicy. And that's, I, won't, I won't get ahead of that's myself. That's what I like to call Reverend Mark, yeah. the soft, mm-hmm. peachy, and juicy. And it, uh, <laughs> their, their notes say it's bright flavor, a bright, flavorful pale ale that pours straw yellow and slightly hazy. Expect the aromas of peach and mango with notes of ripe citrus and a crisp finish. I would say that is 100% correct. It's one of their <clears throat> flagship beers. And I can see why. Yeah, I can too. It actually even looks like peach juice, like peach nectar when you pour it out. So, Reverend Mark, what do you think about it? Yeah, and it's a great session beer, you know, because of its low ABV. Uh, Yeah, I got some stone fruit in there. Uh, I'd put a little apricot in there myself, but that's just me. Um, I also think that the hop profile was citrusy, had a little bit of a kind of like rush into a pine forest, but not too much. There was some of that punch there. Uh, so I thought, you know, it had some good hop versatility for a kind of light beer. You know, sure. it, I would agree it, with that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like the fact that it's 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 straw color means that uh, there's no caramel malt there, which yep. is quite apparent. Yep. So, yeah, every everything that they're doing there in that uh, whirlpool is transferring into unadulterated flavor. That's right. I think, too, though, it, it's cool that it's a New England pale ale. So that it's not it's not going to be as hazy as an IPA because you're not going to have all the huge hoppiness and that's where a lot of the haze comes from you know so um, it's 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 hazy but it's not IPA hazy. I wonder yeah. if they dry hopped this beer. It, it doesn't. I don't feel yeah, like they did because I don't I don't like get that. Yeah. What do you think, Drew? Yeah. What are you getting out of this dog? You know, I really enjoyed it. I did say that I I had. You know, sort of a vegetal aspect to it, at least on the finish, especially as it warmed. Um, I could see that. You know, there's um, something going on there. I mean, it, it it isn't what I would. You know, you. It's not off-putting, but it's there. If you said New England style to me, this is not what I would have immediately identified as something that was going to be New England style. That right. said, it's highly enjoyable, um, and you know, as you know, River Mark alluded to. You know, really checks a lot of the boxes uh, on what that is. Whether you would whether you would think it was going to be New England IPA or sure. New England Pale Ale or not. Speaking of which, yeah. how do you differentiate? I think it's strictly ABV and hop volume. Okay. Between a pale, was that the question? Between yeah, a pale yeah, and yeah. An IPA. Between a between a New England Pale and a New England India Pale. Because like then you get into like what if it was a New England session IPA Whoa. yeah yeah which i don't think this quite no it was, no, it, no. no i think that no, this is no. one of the situations like where a lot of times we talk about well if they would have just called it this it would have yeah. tasted right. more like it i think they named it's it correct solid pale ale yeah. you know this yeah. is a, a pale pale ale just because the malt and the hops are very well balanced agreed and it's not overly hop centric so I think that's where the pale ale comes into. Yeah. You know, it's a lower ABV and more balanced. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Good old gal, Juliana. Why, thank you. Um, I really enjoyed this. And the reason why I did is it's so hard to find good pale ales that are balanced but full of flavor and make you feel like even though it's a low ABV, you're getting a lot out of it. And this is one of those that, to me, it kind of sets a standard because it's a really beautiful array of hop flavor in there, but the malt is there too. And really, I can't believe that this is only a four and a half percent ABV beer. It tastes so much more than that. It's got a lot of flavor for a session beer. Sure. And considering how much we enjoyed the Morph and that IPA series to then go to this pale and them having to like scale down, they... They didn't scale down flavor at all, Agreed. and I'm Agreed. really, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying this yeah. a lot. What did we rate this beer, Julian? But of course, we rated it a four. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I touched myself to Tom Brady. 
Some people. Everybody. Some people. 12. Okay. Sometimes. Maybe Tom Brady handy if he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowls? Really? Whatever. It's a big deal, man. It is. To some people. It is. <laughs> okay. I think it's Stanley Cup, but that's just me. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving on, baby. We're moving I think, on. I think this particular beer and Reverend Mark go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. Please what tell us that? about beer number three. Beer number three is the uh, Village Lager. Now, it is not to be mistaken for their lesser-known malt liquor known as the Village Idiot. <laughs> ah. <laughs> wow. I think that's a different brewery. Which you can find conveniently at your local 7-Eleven or Medco. I think every every village needs a lager and every village has an idiot. So, But this there one is go. clearly not the village idiot. It is um, <clears throat> a cut above and then some. Uh, this this is a Keller beer, a lager. Basically, what what we have here is a, a hybrid style beer. It can be it can be uh, fermented at at, at very low lager uh, temperatures or low ambient. Uh, but it is, uh, to me at least, just unadulterated unadulterated malt. So um, kind of between a lager and a and an ale. Correct, but it still is a lager, technically. It still is conditioned cold. Sort of like a Kolsch. Um, sort of like a Kolsch, exactly. And it is uh, it's just so evocative of the uh, classic German cellar beer that's unpasteurized, which means that it is meant to be consumed as soon as it is tapped. Mm. And for me, at least, this has the clean malt. There is some aromatic, uh, you know, little spice to it but not overly so it just it, it adds some um kind of roasted biscuit like aspect to it it's one of the lagers that you can have that's sort of cloudy instead of uh really clear too right exactly yeah, yeah it, it doesn't need to be extremely bright although this one's fairly clear this one is pretty clear yeah, yeah it is it, yeah as far as that goes but yeah. it's not yes. like lager yes. you know yes. like lager clear. Not true yeah. yeah absolutely uh it's delicious Totally delicious. It's Good boy, Drew. What do you think about it? Um, amazing. Well, oh, Absolutely sorry, Drew. <laughs> Have those thoughts. We'll save them for. Hey everyone, thanks for staying with us. So, we are in the middle of discussing a beer. The Village Lager. The Village Lager from Night Shift Brewing Company Lager. in Village Everett, people. Massachusetts. And we are doing a brewery takeover. So We want you. We want you. We yes. want you as a new recruit. Uh, something like that, yes. Good old boy Drew, please continue on your thoughts about the Village Lager. Uh, the Village Lager was easily my favorite of the flight. Um, absolutely delicious. It had um, a malt character to it that I very much enjoyed, yet yet finished very crisp. Uh, had, a, had a toasty nature. Um, I, I know I was not alone in my enjoyment of this one. Um, truly, you know, def- definitely plan to seek this one out and keep a sixer in the fridge. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Night Shift, for making a beer of this style. 
this is this is a style that it can be so overlooked. Like, eh, yeah. who wants to make this? You know, there's oh a lager. So, well, it's exactly. tr- it's a, it's more trouble than a nail. Well, you yeah. think about yeah. it too. Like yeah. a, the, Who's like got a the lot of a lot of breweries who are mostly into making big hoppy ales or yeah. doing all these things. To, a lot a lager can be kind of a throwaway kind but, of thing. Right. But they actually like went all in. You know? Yes. So thank you for a taking the time and effort to make this style because as a home brewer myself, yes, lagering can be a pain in the buttocks. No. The patootie. But if it is well done, it is so worth it Very and rewarding. so enjoyable. And this I am so happy I was able to find this and bring this back to Tennessee because the moment I saw it, I got excited because I'm like, yes, they make loggers do. This is awesome. She pushed a guy down so that she could get the last four pack. A little old lady, I heard. Two guys. Two guys and a girl. Yeah. Okay. Kicked her right in the knee. Yes. And they said to me, what do you know about loggers? Out of the way, granny. And I'm like. (laughs) Loggers cut down trees. Bam. And not. That was good. Yes. That was a good one. Anyways. All right. This is just absolutely (laughs) stunning. Virtual high the, five. The maltness, the maltiness there on this is is beautiful. It's it's. I, I mean, it's a perfect recipe. Toasty, truly just nice. It has a nice depth of flavor. Yeah, just toasty enough. The lager yeast is like is just prime. The crispness of it is beautiful. There's a slight hoppiness to it, but not enough. Uh, you know, Just but not enough crazy. To keep it interesting. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. There's a bit of restraint on this, which I so appreciate and enjoy because I know nothing about restraint, but I respect it. But a lot of times you'll get a lager that's overly hopped, and then you're like, yeah. "Why did you do that?" Yeah, I think yeah. these were noble hops, maybe too. Yeah, I mean, they're, probably. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very subtle yeah. and Alertow. very to style. Yeah, sure. yeah. I think they yeah. went like full on. This is legit. We're gonna follow yeah. every bit of the process on this. You know, like very legit. full yeah. German process yes. ingredients, everything. Like somebody was taking the temperature every 10 yeah. minutes, you know, just making sure they got it sure. exactly right. Up 10 degrees, down 10 degrees. And up I'm hoping that, that one of the friends that formed this brewery is of German descent. Because if it, like to me, if it just feels like there's a lot of love that went into this one. You know what I mean? True. No, I don't know what you mean. True. Well, because not a lot of breweries are going to make a lager. Well, they don't have to be German to like German beers. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of love in this. Caperton ain't French, but he likes saisons. Actually, I'm French. Oh, shut up. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> Mark ain't Belgian, but he'll drink a triple. Well, not me. Okay, have you looked yeah. at his As a head? matter of fact, he's Belgian waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yes, I'm a Trappist. That's Belgian, not Belgian. <laughs> I'm a total Trappist. <laughs> that hit is Belgian. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Night Shift, for making such a beautiful logger. And we? I hope everyone appreciates it as much as we are at this table. We are very much appreciating it. And how much did we appreciate it? Oh, we went to the end of the spectrum. We rated this a five. Oh. <laughs> we rated this Tom Brady. That's how high it was. Uh, okay. Uh, no comment. Moving on. Good old boy Drew. Let's talk about another beer. I thought Absolutely. he just talked about the... No. Oh. Nope. Um, no, because Reverend Mark talked oh. about the lager. So the next one is... Maybe I should just shush it. You probably mm-hmm. should. Yes. As usual. Good old boy Drew, would you like to talk about Awake? <laughs> no, Absolutely. I, as I am awakening. Um, you know, the <laughs> lively, robust porter for the senses, brewed with whole beans of counterculture's hologram blend, the perfect marriage of the two things that many of us cannot live without, coffee and beer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. As <laughs> soon as I picked up the glass of this, you know, you look at it, it is motor oil. It is, you know, yeah. espresso. You smell. It is espresso. Uh, oh, you you taste. can get this in those little espresso cups, too. You know? I mean, like, yeah. You Why not? Why yeah. not? Uh, it, you know, that said, obviously, being espresso, being dark... Not sweet, you know, very dry, very, very roasty, you know, almost a, a, a baker's chocolate undertone to it. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. 
really enjoyed it. I not my favorite of the flight, but very close. It's very awesome close. that you said Baker's chocolate because I think that's the first time I've heard someone you kind of use that. But from a cooking perspective and everything, I mean that's that's a really kind of a cool way to uh, you know to to talk about that. Yeah, and the the, sure. the not sweet guys, chocolate. Uh, you know? In their in mm-hmm. their description, mentioned you know their passion for uh, the 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 sort of. And that's what you get from the coconibs. You know, the coconibs give you that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 This, to me, I'm a fan of porters and stouts, and I'm always interested in somebody that makes a really good porter and stout because to me, they're unsung heroes because if they're not made right, they can still mask a lot of off flavors depending on what is added to them. But if they are made right, the malt profile just shines right through and the yep. malt profile on this is stunning the coffee is just a nice little addition and it's not overwhelming i still get i i still get a good base out of this yeah you know what i mean yes mm. there's a really good coffee aroma and and yes it's there and it's prevalent from the first taste to the ending but it is just such a good marriage it's such a good, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, a, does it make the beer better or does it cover something up? And in this case, it does not cover anything up. Right. I mean, yeah. it's well, that's the sure thing. It's, yeah, you know. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. This is just, this is lovely. Um, and again, this just goes to show at how good this brewery is from going from a nice IPA to a nice lager and now to a nice porter. For sure. I mean. This yeah. is dude. This is a, a wide yeah. variety. This is yeah. decent. Yes, yeah. this is decent on any front. You're doing really well. Yes. Anyways, styles. they're not a one-trick pony. Right? No, That's the thing. they're not. That they region, got a couple tricks The region up their sort of lends itself to that a little bit. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So when when somebody does do multiple things well, and not just you know does it as an uh, an afterthought, then you know that that's even better. True. Good old boy, Dave. What do you think of this beer? Um, I really liked it. I, I thought the coffee flavor really um, wasn't overwhelming, but it was definitely prevalent. And it was uh, there's still a nice porter sweetness to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed this beer a lot. Yeah. Good old boy, Caperton. What did you think of this beer? Um, I think what I liked the most about it was that there was no doubt because sometimes porters and stouts can get a little fuzzy for me. Right, but, for everybody. But I, for I this think. beer, this is a solid porter. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. Oh, yeah. that, right. that this is Agreed. a yeah. This is so. A, while you're saying that, what what to you distinguishes a porter from a stout? Um, for me, a lot of it comes down to roastiness, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was gonna say the the roastiness on this is is more dialed in. It's not yeah. quite so. I think sometimes, uh, for me anyway, stouts can take roastiness to a slight acetic quality. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. this this falls well short of that. Yeah. Um, there's um, a tiny bit of sweetness that I think both. Uh, styles would share um, yeah not necessarily on the taste on this but more on the nose it's uh, got a just a nice beautiful roasty sweet coffee smell so just opinion. as a historical note stouts became a, a style based on a stout porter so yeah, a really right. big overly roasty porter was a stout porter so if you if you taste a dark beer and it's kind of roasty but not over the top, right? That's where the porter kind of lives. A little more balanced when you exactly you know. But but then you get into the different kinds of stouts. But anyways, sure. so once once the roastiness really starts to take hold as a dominant flavor, you're moving more into the stout realm. Sure, and it's not too sweet and and dark fruity. And it's not too roasty. It's right. almost it like just pale ale per- versus IPA. Exactly, exactly. It's a S- dialed down version. For my, but for it's me, very well stouts done. don't really lend themselves to. I'm not going to sit down and drink like six stouts, but I, I could drink 
this stuff all yeah. night long. Unless oh, yeah. they're Imperial Stouts. <laughs> and unless I'm just planning on going to just sleep. Just getting wrecked. Guys. Depends on whether <laughs> i got a ride or not. But yeah. If you're going to watch Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a great beer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Again, to echo Drew, it's not my pick of the flight. But, but it's but a solid just beer. Just yeah. below it, really. I love this. For sure. How about you, Rev Mark? Uh, I'm going to echo everything, so I won't have to repeat it. And say yes, I believe I'm, I'm in agreement uh, with what's going around the table here. Uh, a porter, uh, uh, where the the saying is, a stout is a son of a porter. So really, you know, the the porter was the first, yep. and the porter, you know, it was a it was a really a working person's beer, a working man's beer for the train porter, for the absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so. It's interesting though that to me as a as a as a, a home brewer, the the main difference you know in terms of grist is that with a if you really want a traditional stout, it's just a heck of a lot of roasted barley. Yep. You don't put much else in there. You shouldn't. You sh- I, I believe you should leave crystal malt out. Mm-hmm. Whereas for a porter, it's more nuanced. You don't you have some some roasted barley, but it's not a lot. Put some brown malt in. You there. get some brown malt in there. And I just feel, and I think this maybe is more of like an English porter in that there's some Maris Otter to it. It's, yep. it's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's the sweetness. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Good and, call. and so I think that that's what's going on here. And so for me, that becomes the perfect sort of, um, you know, backdrop to put the coffee in, you know, into because it's, it's, it's not competing with a lot of big flavors. Yeah. No, Let me ask you guys it's a good this. marriage. Um, how do you guys think that their homebrew background is playing into some of these beers? Because, you know, on the Morph and the uh, uh, the other beer we're going to talk about in a minute, obviously they, they rotate different recipes and do all this, but... Oh, I think it's a huge part. I feel like, yeah. particularly with this beer, they were playing around with some stuff you know, and to to make this beer come, you know, come. This around. is a this is a home brewer's brewery. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Because mm-hmm. who else would be making such a variety yeah. and Why? do these varieties and, so yeah, well? Doing yeah, so well. you and know what I mean. Big flavors. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Really big flavors. You know, a lot of breweries that are up and coming tend to be one trick ponies yeah. you know they're all sours and nothing else I gotta, or they're all I gotta, saisons yeah. and nothing else i got medals for my ipa so i'm gonna so therefore make i'm gonna do IPAs 20 ipas yeah. right yeah. exactly no these guys these these i hate to say i hate to use the term blue collar but these guys seem to me to be very blue collar because they're doing really good jobs at so many things well that's how they got their name they were they had desk jobs during night the day yeah. and they were homebrewing all night that's great so they were that's why they named it night shift. Oh, I, I, totally I, love, I love these guys yeah. already yeah yep that's exactly what it was you know yeah. they were like we got to do our desk job all day just to pay for the grain and stuff like me yeah so they can stay up Especially all night in this brew. beer yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's finish up here. We gave this one a four, so we can move on to the last beer. Cool. Okay. So the last one that we're going to talk about is the one that I'm going to talk about, and that is the One Hop This Time Amarillo Single Hop IPA. So a lot of places talk about smash beers and things. So this is definitely a single hop beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one hop this time is a rotating single hop IPA series, highlighting a different hop with each release. And this particular time, they were using Amarillo hops. Floral, citrusy, with like some serious tropical, juicy flavor impact. What's interesting about this beer is that when I first cracked it open, I was, meh, yeah, Amarillo, sure, yeah, okay, I get it, it's popular. But then, as it's warmed up, the floralness of it yeah. is there, and yeah. it's and it's kind of taken on a life of its own. I agree. And it's warmed up, but I really, really enjoy this, and it's a nice highlight to Amarillo hops. What'd you think of it? I, I'm not crazy about it, but I, I do think it's. If you feel like Amarillo hops, you'll like this beer. But I thought it was kind of okay. Uh, yeah, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. It it um to, and for me possibly not the best showcase for the hop, but it was it, yeah. was, it was good, but not the best effort. Uh yeah, a little one dimensional, but I think it's a fine beer, you know. And I mean, we're, they're all they're, all their products are amazing, but uh, yeah. for me, I'd try another one hop rather than this one. Hop to cream ale with Amarillo. <laughs> Sure. There he is. What do we rate this? Well, it. But if you like Camarillo, you'll like yeah. it. And we gave this a three. We gave it a three. Well, crap. That's another episode done. Are we done already? We're already. done already. No. That was, was quick. I think this was great. Um, okay. So we hope you enjoy this episode. I certainly enjoyed this episode. And you can catch all of our episodes online, as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. And also, our daily tasting notes flow out of Twitter and Instagram every day at Sipsud Smoke. And our Facebook page is always, always buzzing with lots of news. Please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online. We love five stars. Remember the number five. Five. That's our number of the day, five. Well, this is good old gal Juliana. Good old boy Dave, thanks for being here. Hey, check out my Instagram account at Good Old Boy Dave and watch my 60 second beer review. That's great. Good old boy Caperton, thanks for coming. Thank you so for having me. Thanks for uh, giving me a platform to fight the, the green mess. Good old boy Reverend Mark, thanks for being here. Great to be here. May peace be with you. And good old boy Drew, thank thanks you for so being much here. for having me and also with you. <laughs> this is good old gal Juliana. Thank you so much for joining us. Please tune in to our next episode and keep on chuggling. One Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.